Welcome to Living Hope Podcasts. If you want to learn more about Living Hope and our ministries, you can find us online at livinghopecrc.ca. We hope you appreciate today's message. This morning I'd like for us to look at a couple different passages from the New Testament. And the title of the message is Rediscovering Community. And certainly the last song, as well as um, Marianne's prayer and her comments, tie into that. How do we rediscover community and what does that mean? So we'll be looking at Ephesians chapter 4. We read part of that earlier as part of our confession. But this would be the first part of Ephesians chapter 4. And being away from that so long, I have no idea what page number it is in front of you, so maybe you want to give a shout out. 1851. 1821. Any others? We'll go with 1821. And I'll give a couple other passages that we'll look at briefly as well, but this at least gets us started as the Apostle Paul writes these words from prison. And he openly says, as he writes to the church at Ephesus and throughout the area and today as well, As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. And then seven times he uses the word one. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. And then moving down to verse 11, it was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. And that's really just a partial list. There's over 25 other gifts that are mentioned in other parts of the New Testament And they too are a sample of the kind of gifts and abilities that God gives uh, his children as they are meant to build up the body of Christ. In fact, here it states, because the the gifts mentioned here are especially in leadership position, that for them to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is, Christ. From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love 
as each part does its work. Well, let me ask a question that I asked a while back, over a year ago when I was guest preaching last May. How, how are you? How are you doing? And how are you really doing? I don't want to talk too much about the pandemic because that gets heard a lot. News, papers, everything. But we can't get away from it either. And the Church of Christ can't get away from it as well. So bear with me, if you will, as I pause to just comment a few things in regard to some of the losses that we've had through this time. And I'll just mention a couple of them. They may be with health. It may be loss of life. It may be in a loss of job or work or expectation of a job. A loss of uh, hope in terms of what you were going to school with and now there's a pandemic and there's nothing for you afterwards except to move back to mom and dad's maybe. (laughs) There are so many other things that we could mention in regard to uh, losses and of course right now with the TV broadcasts of the Olympics in Tokyo, uh, we see the loss of fans in the stands. It's just strange and it's different and it's weird and we don't know quite how this loss all fits into our life, even now. But also, the Christian faith has had to navigate a lot of this impact also. And thanks to strong and clear leadership here at Living Hope Church and throughout many of God's churches, wherever they are gathered, whatever culture or nation, through the dedication of leadership and volunteers, uh, much has gone well. And we have been blessed through earlier renovations and through a technical team that has developed uh, a great live stream that suddenly we're able to reach so many more people. Uh, We can truly say thanks be to God for all his blessings, even in the midst of COVID. And I think it would be okay for us. We have enough people here And hopefully we'll do that again in various ways, but to thank the leadership of our church, the staff, the -the behind-the-scenes volunteers. While we were sitting on our couches, people faithfully put together a service for us to watch and participate in. Let's give thanks to God and for all these men and women. However, I would suggest to you that there has been uh, another major loss that we really didn't know was coming. But we're going to have to grapple with it for quite a long time before we experience things not just the way they were, but hopefully better than the things they were. And what I'm referring to is uh, community, the loss of community. The loss of Christian community in particular, as we're reflecting on that here. I'm sure many other comments could be made in regard to loss of community in our larger area of Abbotsford. But a loss of the fellowship of believers, the loss of what an older phrase used to be, the communion of saints, 
Not that we are saints except through the, the love of Christ. And that there is this slow sense in which we are disconnected from one another. Many things can break down Christian community even before COVID. Selfishness, pride, fear, apathy, unforgiveness, mistrust, gossip, um, prejudices, racism, etc., etc., etc. What we long for is community that includes other things, more where there is a place of love and acceptance, a place of safety and compassion, that where there is brokenness, there is still a place of healing, a place of appreciation, hope, new beginnings, a place where there's good food. Haven't you missed that? Our times of coffee socials together and the goodies that sometimes people would surprise us with. Us being able to throw parties for the community. Hospitality. Common goals serving each other. All those things that we think of community. So much of that has been stripped away from us during these last months. And I'm not going to say how many months because I've lost count, to be honest with you. A long time. After a year, you just kind of forget counting. We were able to find snippets of community here and there and through live stream and in other ways. The creative uh, juices of staff and leadership were inviting us into areas where we could still see each other in safe ways. And even when we light, I got to turn the right direction, when we light the candle here, I know that it was something I appreciated in our living room as we would watch the service online where just the simple words that as we light this candle, symbolically we're reminded that wherever we are worshiping, we are celebrating and we are gathering around Jesus Christ, the light of the world. And that simple connection, repetitively used at the beginning of the service, which we really hadn't done before, helped to bring us together, symbolically, that though we feel alone and may be listening in the room alone, we are not alone. We would have snippets of that. But I have an observation to make in this rather long introduction. <laughs> it might be helpful to you. I've shared it with a couple of you. And it might help us find a way forward. What I call relational atrophy. Relational atrophy. Think of it in terms of where you have an injury to your arm or leg, a muscle, and that through that injury you can't use that muscle for quite an extended period of time. And that muscle weakens. In fact, it doesn't just weaken, it, it really shrinks away to almost nothing. And that as the healing takes place, it still takes a long time to build that muscle back up. It takes exercise and persistence and patience and doing stretching that you're not used to. It may not even feel very good. You may have to have physiotherapy on it. And there again, it may not always feel good. But over time, that muscle starts to get built back up. And it can take a long time. I suggest to you <laughs> that as we talk about rediscovering community, and all that God's Word has to teach us with encouraging us today. I wonder how many times maybe this is happening to us, 
And as I've talked to different people over the year plus, I've seen it happening to me, and I'm an extrovert, <laughs> and I realize that we all have different personality and experiences, but I noticed this was happening to me. I, I didn't really want to be around people. I was content to be by myself. In 1 Corinthians, it says, we belong to the body. Well, I didn't feel like I belonged. It helped that many of you would phone and say how I'm doing. Thank you. Through you, I felt like I belonged. But there was a sense in which I don't need the others. I knew that was wrong, but I didn't feel that way. And so this sense of a felt need for relationships with others, let's face it, if we were taking a shower a little bit longer and we missed the first part of the service, oh well, we'll just pick it up on rewind. And if we need to get a cup of coffee or refill it partway through, Pastor Steve, you're on pause. We'll get back to you. And we just made it so different. It all became really kind of about us where we were at, even though we were trying still to worship together the one spirit, the one faith, the one Lord and Savior of us all, the one, 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 one that we'll come back to from the passage. Sometimes it's going to be like riding a bicycle and you just get back on and it all comes back and you say, ah, oh, this is so good. And I remember how to laugh. I remember how to play. I remember how to connect with people. But I think that we're all going to be in a different place and it's going to take a long time. And it's going to require a lot of extra grace towards each other as we're relearning to connect and be God's body, God's family together as he intended. And so for that to happen, how do we, how do we um, rediscover community with some of those things in the background? How do we rediscover and build up authentic biblical Christian community? Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he's often um, quoted by ministers, and I'll join in. Uh, he was a German pastor. Uh, he lived in World War II. And his statement, I believe, is a helpful truth today in a time of his crisis, and I think it also applies to our crisis. He stated, The church is only the church when it lives for others. The church is only the church when it lives for others. And the first other that he referred to in particular is Jesus Christ. And the second other are believers and the larger world as part of the Great Commission to reach out, making disciples of all people in the name of Jesus Christ. But if we're going to rediscover community, then I think the first thing we do is to remember our foundation of faith is Jesus Christ. A renewal of our relationship with him is what it will take to understand again God's design. Because we've gotten off track and we've gotten used to things, not necessarily bad habits, but habits nonetheless that allow us to float separately. We, we are no longer hands connected to arms, connected to shoulders, connected to, you get the idea, but we are disconnected hands and we are disconnected uh, arms and we are disconnected shoulders and we got used to living that way. But that's not the way God intended. And for us to then come together 
Let's go back to the one who designed the church, the head of the church, Jesus Christ. He's the one who came up with the idea of a church. He's the one who said, I have come that there may be a people, a new community, and I'm going to bring them together. And so let's start there. It may be basic in so many ways, but if we don't start here and we jump into a program, we jump into another idea of how we can structure this and that, we will miss the foundation. What is our only comfort in life and in death? We belong to our faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. There's a reason why that's put at the very beginning of our statements of faith, even though many of those statements are wonderful. If we miss that one, we've missed it all. So let's go back to that one. Celebrate it. A passage earlier in Ephesians is Ephesians chapter 2. And there I'll read just a few verses from the second half of Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 13 and following. But now in Christ Jesus, you who are once far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. That's, that's both literally and that has a lot of figurative meanings as well as different cultures are coming together, Jews and those who are non-Jew, Gentiles. For he, referring to Jesus, he himself is our peace who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. And there he's referring to the hostility that exists between us and God because of sin, but also the constant stress that we are under. And you hear it in the news. I am so tired of hearing about racism, aren't you? And prejudices and the sins of the past and the sins of today and the violence and the sense of fear, all of it mixed together. How in the world do you bring people who are so different on so many different levels, how do you bring them together? Through the cross of Jesus Christ. There is only one reason why we are together in this place or listening together online. There is only one hope of us being together and being alive and discovering community, and that is discover and rediscover again and again the wonderful, amazing love of God for you and I. In spite of whatever we have done, no surprises took place in the mind of God. He looks at you, each of you, and he says, I love you with a whole complete love. You can't do anything to make me love you more than what I have demonstrated on the cross of Christ. And so I take you as an individual, and I take you as an individual, and I bring you together in spite of all your differences and angry and history, and I bring you together to the cross because the ground is level at the cross. There is an equal need to find forgiveness that can only be found through what Christ has done for us. And so let community begin there. Not in our differences, but in what we share together. And that's why Paul put such an emphasis on it here. One body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all. Focus on what we share together through our Father, through the Spirit of God, through our Lord Jesus Christ.
and give thanks to him in every way. Celebrate that. I think some of us have actually found this time of COVID to be helpful in doing that. Again, it maybe focuses more on ourselves in terms of solitude and quiet time before God. Some of us have been able to grow spiritually, surprisingly so in our own eyes, that we've discovered that God is faithful from day to day in the midst of all the things that are up and down and sideways that I don't understand and I don't know the future, I'm rediscovering the faithfulness and the love and the care of God day by day. I believe many of you have discovered that in these months. But now take that beyond what just you have experienced. Make every effort to do that today as one group together to embrace and nurture your faith and to truly realize this dynamic living relationship that you experience now think of others experiencing that I think that it's um, wonderful that we are reminded of that through worship we are reminded of that through singing, through praying together. We are all focused in one direction. We have different names, histories, backgrounds, needs, sins, strengths, weaknesses. But together, our focus is on Jesus Christ. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father through him. So we focus there. However... This anonymous quote tells us to move beyond there because that's God's intent that we do so. Your ability to experience and enjoy the fullness of human community is direct, directly related and linked to your community with God. It is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. doesn't stop there. Love your neighbor as yourself. So the one becomes the energy pack the vision for going the next step to discovering and rediscovering community through other people. Especially what I refer to as God's one another plan. In the New Testament, there are over 60 times where it's referred to a phrase one another or each other. And so bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Encourage one another and pray for one another. Uh, this is in front of you every time. It hasn't been now for a while. You haven't seen it because you haven't been here, but take a look again in front of you. There's different examples. If you don't like one picture, maybe there's another picture that you like better. But on the back side, what does it say? Why don't you read it? Why don't you pull one out? What does it say on the top? Together. Encourage one another and build each other up. Wouldn't it be great if all of these disappeared today? There's enough people here. Just take them. Who do, who do you need to write this to? Don't just think about it. Do it. It might be somebody from your community. It might be a neighbor. It might be somebody here. It might be somebody you work with. Maybe it's a young person who just needs a lift. Just, just do it. <laughs> but all of these one another um, 
parts flow out of the main phrase, love one another. Of the 60 times, about 30 of them say love one another, but all these others then are expressions of that love. And that's how we learn to discover community, by putting these into action. And that would be true whether there was COVID or not. And over the 2,000 plus years that uh, the church has existed, the Holy Spirit has been at work with this one another plan in every part of the world at every time, no matter whether it's war, peace, health, or sickness, and everything in between. It is a beautiful thing to recognize how this, in fact, fits together. I'm not going to go through all of them, but I want to name a couple of them and make a couple comments on it. To accept one another just as Christ has accepted you. To forgive one another just as Christ has forgiven you. Puts it right square where it needs to be. I am doing this to you. I'm extending this to you because Christ has extended this to me. I don't just to be... I don't just get to be forgiven of my sin. Thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross and forgiving that sin, that there's nothing between me and you along that line. But then I can do whatever I want to every other human being I feel like. There, there's a connection with what you believe, and if there's true, authentic community with God, then it drives you, it reminds you, it energizes you to celebrate that in other people and to extend the same grace that we have received to others through this very thing. Focus then on what Christ has already done for you. Let community begin there in our hearts and lives together. Other ones, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ's love. Bear with each other like what was mentioned in our passage from Ephesians. That is, be patient with each other. Extend extra grace to each other. Care for one another. In other words, there's a shift that's going on here where you are, it's no longer about doing it my way, but it's doing it what's best for us together as a community. Uh, before we were independent, and then we were dependent on God and His grace, and now we are interdependent and learning to be interdependent as parts of the body of Christ pulled together. Focus on how I can care for someone because Christ cares for me. Others, pray for one another, help one another, serve one another encourage one another, build up one another. Romans uh, 14, I'm sorry, Romans 12, puts it this way as a couple of reminders. Romans 12, verses 4 and following, just as each of us has one body and many members, and these members do not have all the same function, so in Christ we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. I suspect that many of us had moments in these last months of not feeling like you belong, of feeling disconnected. And somebody reached out to you, perhaps, that, like what I mentioned earlier for me, made such a difference. But I suspect that some of us 
not intentionally trying to exclude or forget or leave out. We're not contacted. And you feel like, I don't know, do I belong? And we're entering the fall season soon where typically the church calendar starts up and lots of people start planning different activities and volunteering and there will be opportunities for you to serve one another and to celebrate God's blessing through each other. But I wonder whether there's going to be some people missing that we would expect to be here because they haven't been able to really connect and reconnect and maybe they felt isolated maybe they felt like they didn't belong and no one has ever really contacted them and they'll wait maybe another month or two into the fall September October and they say I guess I really see no reason to go back to living hope no one ever even contacted me now I know we can throw it back on that person maybe and say well did you contact them yeah but in the moment that doesn't cut it so as I'm referring to these, use this if nothing else. If, if you don't want to put that in the mail or give it to somebody, if nothing else, make this a prayer list. Who do I need to contact? Who do I need to say, I miss you? It's been ages since we've connected. But I did miss you. I didn't always think of you on, in the lazy boy and on the couch, but I'm thinking of you now. How are you doing? How are you doing? What are your plans for the fall? We're thinking of doing this. Don't assume that they're going to be there. And don't assume that they don't want to be there. They just need an invitation. It's going to take a while because that relational muscle just isn't strong anymore for most of us. But as people show care, people respond. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. As the love of Christ flows through you and extends to somebody else, they see the love of Christ in you and they respond. And that will ultimately be the rebuilding of community that we desire here at Living Hope and wherever God's people are gathered. I know that there's a lot of ministries that are going to be planned. Ministries of worship, discipleship, fellowship, ministries of reaching out into our community, ministries of caring for each other, and of giving. See where your place is now. It says here by Paul's own hand, make every effort. Take the initiative. It may not feel the same. It may feel strange. It may not even be fun at first, but do it. Do it anyway. Bring whatever barrier is between you and another person before God and bring whatever barrier is between you and God before him. Start there. He's the head of the church. His idea, his plan, his joy. We may not be there for a while. But those days are ahead and they are good and they're filled with hope and new beginnings as we learn to celebrate each other. And oh yes, there's one more one another I mustn't forget. Greet one another with a holy kiss. I know some of you maybe 
We're waiting for that one. Well, I doubt it, actually. But in that time and custom, some form of kiss was part of a greeting, acknowledging, a welcoming, accepting, blessing that other person. Some cultures that still exist in some way. For us, that culture is usually what? Handshake. Well, if that's too manly for you, then you, you go you slap on the back because we don't hug. Or you just do a flat-out hug. And I realize that some people hug and some people don't. All of that. Personal preferences, etc., etc. But touch. Amidst all that's happened this last year, I miss hugs from you. I'm a hugger. Don't squeeze me to death, but I, I like a good hug. But the handshake, the touch of another human being, and one who shares your faith, and where you want to encourage them and celebrate what they're doing and say thank you, and, and you're not allowed. The mask has been here for reasons of protection and safety. But there are many different kinds of masks that we can hide behind. And I would hope that as these then become used less and less, and hopefully we don't need to use them as much, that you will come out of the shadows of your isolation. You will let people touch your life. You will be vulnerable and allow yourself to reach out and touch another's life who needs you, who truly, truly needs you, and you need them. I'd like to close with this quotation taken from a devotional I've been using of Steve Claussen. Some of you know him. He has led a variety of different youth groups and retreats as well as our council retreat at one point. He works at the Mark Center. I don't know how that's gone in the pandemic, but nevertheless, he comes up with this poem that he quotes from someone. Doreen Kostanik. And it goes like this. Follow Jesus around the scriptures. Be an observer. Watch how he looks. Watch how he touches. Watch how he is present to people. Watch how he prays and takes time out. Let him look at you. Let him touch you. Let him hold you. Let him heal you. Let him be present to you. Then become that look. Become that touch. Become that presence. And we will rediscover a Christian community like we have longed for. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you are good all the time. But sometimes we have to admit that we can't always see it. It's, it's fuzzy. 
We don't always understand where your hand is at work, and we have doubts, and we're afraid. Lord, we come before you and ask that you will renew within us your great love, that you will touch the deepest part of our souls and let us know again that we belong to you and that as your daughters and your sons, we are precious to you. And you have given your all that we have a place to belong in your family. And nothing, nothing can change that truth through the victorious life of Jesus Christ alive in us. But Lord, you had something greater in mind that went beyond any one of us as parts of the body of Christ, a visual that is a worldwide church, a worldwide community, a worldwide faith, and here within these smaller communities of our congregations, Lord God, we pray for a rediscovery of a new community that is based on your Holy Spirit at work in us, building our relationship with you, but then having that relationship flow out so that our hearts become enlarged and that we have a burning desire to reach out, caring for others respectfully, but out of a deep love for them in your name. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would allow that to flow freely into our lives and through our lives to others, and that this congregation may be fully renewed by your Holy Spirit through the leadership, staff, volunteers, through people that we haven't even seen yet, through people who have been listening maybe for months but have never known whether or not they have a place here, a place to come physically in person. And would they be welcome? Lord God, let each person be welcomed through your spirit and may we with smiles on our faces and gladness in our hearts welcome each and every one. We need each other. And we thank you for what you not only have done in the past through this faith community, but through what you will yet do in this faith community called Living Hope Church. Through people we don't even know yet, but that you are going to bring here and we'll say, ha, another part of the body of Christ, we need you. Welcome. Hear then our prayers, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. We hope that you are encouraged and challenged in the message and through the work of the Spirit. Once again, if you want to learn more about Living Hope, you can find us online at livinghopecrc.ca.